0: Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And today is gonna to be fun because I get to hang out with Mark Willis and Mark uh, has his own financial practice and his own philosophies, very similar to our Freedom Nation and our Freedom Day concept. So I'm really looking forward to hearing his take on it. Mark, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. So glad to have you on here today. I'm really excited to hear your story. So why don't we kick off with that? What's your story? How did you get to where you are today?
1: Well, it was a uh, dark and stormy night.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right uh, Right as I'm getting into college, uh, my my um, mom is helping me get all the financial stuff all put packaged up, whatever. And I have to uh, sign off on all this stuff called student loans.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and uh, so I enter into an agreement that's going to last me another 10 plus years. And I don't even realize it as a little 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fast forward a couple of years, now we're in 2008. And I've graduated my undergrad and my graduate degrees. Now I've got, um, my wife now too, with a little bit of debt, but most of the debt was on my shoulders. And Mm -hmm. we left, we, we left that private school with $120,000 of student loan debt
0: in the midst of the
1: great recession, (laughs) uh, and no plan to pay it off and no job to, to get paid off with. So yeah, the biggest problem there was we had no plan. Yeah. We didn't have like, the urgency of getting out from under that, um, that target that was on our back. So the next target, five, I, I five, just, yeah.
0: I think of, uh, Indiana Jones and the big rock behind you coming at you. Is more That's like right, it.
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's all, they tell you it's a good rock, you know, don't, don't worry. You know, it's good debt. It's, it's, a uh, it's like, you know, embrace this giant rock and become a pancake. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, we, we were, we were, Focused on our money for the very first time when we got that bill in the mail saying time to pay, time mm-hmm. to pay. So that that became my journey uh, to get focused on my own finances. And in the midst of it all, we began to think, well, wow, this this is a major problem for us. And at the same time, I was working for a CPA, just helping kind of prepare tax returns for her clients. And I was listening to her make those phone calls. Jeff, you know, the ones I'm talking about in the midst of 2008, nine, where she's saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Client, you're 63 years old, but I just lost you a third of your life savings or half, half of your life savings. And so that all of that kind of got me very aware of this thing called money for the first time in my, you know, adult life. Since then, we've uh, now started a financial firm that works with clients all over the country. Uh, And we help people much like you take back control over their financial future, not just to pay off their debt, but to become better than debt free Mm -hmm. and even to become their own source of financing, which I believe as a certified financial planner is one of the most important leverage points in your financial life is how are you making those major purchases along your way to what you call the freedom day? Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that how you buy your cars, how you invest in your real estate, how you pay for your kids college matters more than how much you got in your mutual funds last year
0: yeah absolutely no I mean it and it's it's kind of rewiring people's brains because I mean we've been so trained that while well, the only solution is go to your you know your local bank or go to the car finance company and finance your vehicle and everything else and you know it it's just yeah and and how do you finance college for your kids and everything else just crazy. So let's talk a little bit about um, your your philosophy. How did how do you uh, help people kind of get through that process?
1: It is an eye-opening experience. And for me too, it was an eye-opening experience. I was following the Dave Ramsey snowball method of paying off my debts one after the other, after the other. Yep. And hey, I gotta say, you know, kudos to Mr. Dave Ramsey for getting my wife and I focused on our budget. And Mm -hmm. I I jokingly say, when we first got into money, we both have a kind of a type A personality. And so we both needed like um, regularly chances to cool ourselves off during the money conversation, the battle of money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's a great gal. Um, We went to a ice cream shop to have regular money meetings because we knew one, there'd be ice cream and two, there'd be witnesses.
0: <laughs> so we yeah, had don't to want to our... do that budget meeting together in your house by yourself. No, yeah. That's, that's right. No, idea.
1: no, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You don't want to call the cops on, on during a money convo. No, I'm yeah. just joking, of course. But th- it really got us focused on how do we talk about money uh, and our philosophy around money? Cool. So we we were, you know, stubbornly just beating our heads against the debt snowball that mm-hmm. we were trying to get going for us. Once again, that feeling of a, a ball coming after us, you know, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones style. Uh, and the wake-up call, the second wake-up call of my adult life, the first was realizing that, I, oh, I have to pay this debt off? Wow. Yeah, and exactly. then the second was, how is the best way to make the purchase of anything in life, including paying off my debt? Yeah. So the philosophy of bank on yourself was sort of, you know, uh, introduced to my, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And it's this concept, this problem of opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. I know you um, understand this, Jeff, but for your audience, it's when you you buy an ice cream cone or a cup of coffee, you've said no to investing that money ever again. Mm. You've also said no to buying anything else in in your life with those same $3 or $5 or whatever it would have cost you to buy the, the ice cream. So opportunity cost has to be reckoned with in all of our financial life. And when you're younger, that cost is even greater and you're as young as you're ever going to be ever again. So -hmm. the money in your pocket right now is as valuable as it's ever going to be for the rest of your life because you know a dollar spent today is gone, but also gone is whatever that $1 would have earned for you had you not bought that thing and just left that money continue to accumulate with interest for the rest of your life. So my biggest aha, my second aha was when I realized that paying for my debt with cash was a loser's strategy. Because I was losing the hundred and twenty grand, yes, but also what that hundred and twenty would have earned for me over my lifetime had I somehow not been in debt and been able to invest that money instead. Mm-hmm. Hence, hence we stumble across. And thankfully, a mentor of ours showed us the bank on yourself concept, which yep. helped us, you know, to build wealth as we pay off our debt. And now we call it the debt snow bank. Method. Get it? Snow bank. <laughs> uh, get, getting out of debt is uh, there's more than one way to do it. And uh, thankfully, we, we figured that out about halfway
0: through our project. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, why don't you just share just a little bit of how bank on yourself works? Because I don't think we've ever had that conversation on the show before.
1: Okay. It's an incredibly remarkable and compelling tool, but it's just a tool. And mm-hmm. like all financial tools, it can be misused. Like if I've got a bag of clubs and I'm playing golf, I'm not going to do as well as Tiger Woods with those same bag of clubs, right? Okay. So it, it has to do more with the person using the tool than the tool itself. But here's the tool, and here's how the tool works in principle. And I know you're an expert at this, Jeff, but uh, in principle, here's how it works. We're using a contract, an insurance contract, one known as a dividend paying whole life insurance contract. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for many people, they've never heard of This before, or those that have heard of whole life insurance, they've usually heard it from a financial infotainer Mm -hmm. that loves to hate on whole life insurance. Yeah. Um, I was a disciple of one of those infotainers for many years and almost bristled when I heard the words whole life insurance. Mm -hmm. I'd been my, my. Gag Reflex had been properly trained by this radio host uh, that I aforementioned, but uh, I gave it another look. Thankfully, it took me about seven months to wrap my brain and my heart around it. Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of whole life insurance that, you know, some of these uh, radio show hosts are talking about. Mm -hmm. It's mainly designed for uh, to cut the commissions down as low as possible. And to design the policy to do a few things really well. Now, here's the four things, if I could summarize it quickly. Perfect. Number one, it is a death benefit. So it does have life insurance. It is an insurance contract. So we'll always leave our family more than we could save for them to mm-hmm. help them toward their freedom day if we don't make it there. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first one. Next, it has a living benefit or a cash value, they call it. Not just a death benefit, but a living benefit. It's, it's always more fun. For me, anyway, it's more fun to spend money while I'm alive. Jeff. Mm -hmm. So the the next piece is there is a cash value that we can access and use for any reason on this side of the grass. There's no prohibited transactions. We can use it to rehab our kitchen, send our kid to college, invest in real estate, whatever we want to do with that money. It's a big bucket of liquid money that's accessible and guaranteed to grow every single year, no matter what's happening in the markets. And that's particularly a salve for a lot of our clients this year as the markets are way off their highs and sure. looks like another lookout below plunge is coming. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But having that sort of guaranteed increase in our net worth gives us some assurance that at least the floor of our income in our, in our net worth has a stop loss. Yeah. So that's the second piece. Third, it's accessible, tax-free, if we design it correctly, money. So if it's designed correctly, we can access the money with no taxes due. And we can access it, as I mentioned earlier, for any purpose, any reason. That's awesome. It's like a Roth IRA, but without all the restrictions of a Roth IRA in terms of income phase outs or contribution limits. So that's the third. And then lastly, uh, you can use it like a bank. So it's your own line of credit for yourself, if you will. You know, you can borrow against it and there's no required repayment plan to repay it. You mm-hmm. can repay it monthly. You can wait three or four years. Have a a gentleman, a client of mine right now, he's borrowed $125,000 against one of his policies to invest in some real estate syndication deal, actually, that he doesn't yeah. expect to be paid off. He's not going to pay anything on it for five years. And then he'll wipe it out when they do a buyout or a deconversion or a cash out refi or whatever ends up happening with that property. So what a great tool. Now, the key feature here is that if it's designed the specifically the bank on yourself way, it's going to have something called a non-direct recognition loan, Mm -hmm. which means you can borrow against it and it will continue to grow as if there was no loan. Yeah. And to me, that's, that just, as a certified financial planner, I can't find anything else in the universe financial universe that allows that money to compound without interruption, even when I'm borrowing against it to buy my stuff, you know, my car, Mm -hmm. my kid's college or my real estate deal. Now my money's doing two things at once, right? It's in the real estate deal or the car or whatever. And it's still compounding on a guaranteed basis in my policy. That gets me pumped. That gives me goosebumps just thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, So those are the four features. I'll better pause, pull my car over. Jeff, uh, any feedback or comments there?
0: (laughs) No, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I I think it was a wonderful explanation of it. Um, You know, like I said, I mean, it's one of those things that one, it's not the solution to everything, Um, that's, you know, and I, you and I talked about that ahead of time. I mean, there's multiple routes and, and there should be multiple routes for places that you place your money, but I think it it is a, it's a good core piece of the pie for, all right, I want to generate, you know, I want to be able to rethink how I do things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I will say this was a strategy that I used, I, I was introduced to it you know, probably 15 years ago. And it's a strategy that I've used every car I've bought for the last, you know, 15 years, I've used this strategy. And, you know, it's, it's empowering from a couple perspectives because I think the first time I used this strategy, um, I remember, you know, I was closing on the deal with the car. I had negotiated the price and then they were like, well, we need to get you in with the finance guy. And I'm like, I'm paying cash. There you or, go well, we still need to get you. The finance guy still does all the paperwork and all this. And literally he sat down and he's like, I don't even know where to start because I don't even know what paperwork we need. I've not had anybody do this before of of pay (laughs) cash for a car. And so it's like, one, that's sad. yeah. But two, uh, that says a whole lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of people that you know just go in and buy cars. And I mean, it's the easiest process I've ever had uh, probably the 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 hardest part is you have to fight with the people, you know, because they they make money on the financing, and so you have to fight with them over the price of the car. And then it's like, well, we, but we can finance it for you. I don't want you to finance it for me. I'm good. That's
1: I'm right. That's you. right. What you need, yeah. Jeff, is one more business where you just set up shop down the street from the auto dealer and just yeah. uh, offer your bank on yourself. Design, you know, your use your whole life policy for private lending. Yeah, private um, lending to people. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> which I have. <laughs> I, I've yeah. actually done with real estate.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I I
0: use it for that purpose in a lot of cases. So, love it. uh, you know, I think it's, it's a very intriguing. uh, It's once again, not a solution to everything, but it is a, it is a good core solution. So I'll add to
1: that, Jeff, uh, just briefly mention what you've said there. And I'll just kind of underline that point. It's not an overnight success. You know, you're going to, you're going to need to be a patient saver, you know, Mm -hmm. you cannot put, um, a bunch of money in and expect double digit returns overnight. Nope. Uh, it does grow predictably, but it's going to be modest middle single digit yields over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, don't think of this as um, a get rich quick scheme. I would say that for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Would you? And, and, but at the same time, I would not uh, um, rule yourself out if you've had a couple of health issues, or if you've got mm. too many candles on the birthday cake. I had a guy one time, he had gone through open heart surgery and he was totally uninsurable for life insurance. Cause that's what this is at the end of the day. Yeah. So instead he was, he loved the concept. So he just opened up a policy on his wife, his mm. adult children, his grandchildren, he's the owner of yep. 12 policies. And yet he's insured by none of them, but mm. he owns all of them and yeah. can operate the cash and uses them as a family bank. He lets the kids come to the bank of dad. And yeah. it's time for them to get the down payment on their house or their car, or whatever. Awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah,
0: that's awesome, and it, it helps build his his equity over time at that point. And
1: and, and ultimately, it's their gift, right? Uh, as yeah. he passes away someday in the distant future, that's their gift.
0: They're going to get that gift plus. Hopefully, he's taught them that concept that they'll do they'll use in their own lives. So. Um, I think it's I think it's just fun. So, I, before we were uh, starting, you were talking about you've got uh, kind of five stages of, of financial freedom. What is what exactly is that?
1: Well, yeah, I think you know I love your concept of the Freedom Day, and mm-hmm. that's an event that I know as you probably help train your your and teach your clients. It's also a process, yeah. Uh, and there's phases that help you know you're on the right path, kind of milestones on the journey to the summit of the Freedom Day, you might say. Yes. And so, you know, this is just my own particular lens. Sure. Uh, there might even be additional mile markers in your particular journey. I'll explain these five steps and then we can discuss them if you'd like. The mm-hmm. first is the first stage, the first mile marker on the way to the Freedom Day is financial security. That's mm-hmm. number one, financial security. That's enough to cover your bills, food, clothing, shelter, your basic entertainment. You could live here and enjoy a comfortable life. Many people do. Uh, too many people are not even at stage one, mm. but those that get to financial security could basically live their life sort of like a, you know, like an ostrich in the sand, not looking for the future, but they could live month to month and be just fine. They're not going backwards financially. Mm. The second stage is financial vitality, where half of your needs and occasional indulgences are covered without having to rely on your paycheck. So you have enough passive income where half of your needs and the occasional indulgence is coming from passive income of various sorts. Mm -hmm. The third step, financial independence. Money is now working for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Mm -hmm. All of your needs and even some occasional indulgences are met without you having to work. We might even call this another form. Yeah, you correct me if I'm wrong, but this sounds like a form of the freedom day. Yeah. When all of your needs and occasional wants are met without you having to work for it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Stage four uh, would be all of stage three, plus some significant luxuries you want in your life. Maybe you want to give away a hundred grand a year to charity. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want a cabin in the mountains. Maybe you want a private jet. You know, these are stage four style financial freedom elements, major significant luxuries. Mm -hmm. And then stage five is absolute financial freedom. Uh, you can provide and live entirely on your terms without having to work or pay for it. Your money provides you, yourself, your family, and the mission that you care about, everything that you need and want for your overall goals, including your legacy. So that would be stage five, would be absolute financial freedom. Uh, feedback thoughts on those stages? I can go through them real quick again, but uh, any feedback or comment what was on that? this? What was the second one again? Well, okay. So there's financial security, mm-hmm. just enough to cover the bills. Yep. Stage two, financial vitality. Half oh, of all your needs are on passive income, the paying the bills for half mm-hmm. of your needs and occasional indulgences. Think of yourself like all my lights, you know, all my lights, my uh groceries, whatever are covered by by passive income. Stage three, financial independence, all of it's covered. Mm-hmm. Stage four, all of it's covered, plus some significant luxury events, whether it's okay. charitable giving or big purchases. And then stage five is everything's covered. There's really no limit to what you can purchase or do with the uh, passive income you've created.
0: Brilliant. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, it's very similar. You know, I mean, it's, it's for all of us, it's it's getting people to those different steps. Um, yeah. And I have three steps in mind, but you have five. And I, I love that too, because I mean- that, you know, striving for that ability to have those luxuries of, hey, I want to be able to give, you know, I mean, I, I look at that, probably, you know, I I have the ability to buy basically anything I want in the world, you know, within reason, I mean, I'm not going to go buy a Lamborghini. I mean, there, there's no need, um, you know, but I have the ability now to do things that the the things that excite me most are some of the things where I give money away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of my favorites is I, I started a scholarship for kids that are part of this, um, incubator program that I work on and being able to provide a scholarship for, you know, kids in that program, uh, that, that for me is what makes me get up and go to work every day. Mm -hmm. And it makes me, it makes me want to make more, not because I want to amass this, what, you know, phenomenal fortune, but to be able to, to do more of that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, to help people kind of realize their dreams, realize the fact that, you know, the best way to make money, or I, I think, you know, personally in this world, one of the best ways to make money is entrepreneurship um, and to build wealth is entrepreneurship. And how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you you found it through the financial practice I did as well, um, building a financial practice where you know, you're helping people reach their goals, but that's also helping you reach your goals, on yep. top. So, love I, it. I love it. I, I love it. It's fantastic. What's uh, what's new in your world now?
1: Well, seems like every day is uh, another day in paradise, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> keep keeping up with everything that's happening. It's uh, you know, it's 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 helping people understand. One, I think you know, as a certified financial planner, I've I really want to make a concerted effort to bring down the the ladder, a couple rungs, the jargon of the financial universe, and hopefully make it something that people feel like that they can wrap their hearts around, their brains around. And having those moments where not only are we helping our clients achieve financial freedom without taking a bunch of unnecessary risk, Mm -hmm. but we're introducing this strategy to um to other advisors and yeah. helping them bring this into their practice so that they can um, introduce it to their clients. I mean, really, Jeff, it, Yeah, as we described the bank on yourself philosophy, it's changed my tr- family tree. Mm-hmm. Um, what if 10% of America had something like that in their portfolio? Mm-hmm. What would happen to the credit card industry? Yeah. Heck, what would happen to this student loan forgiveness thing going on? Yeah. What would happen to the Federal Reserve? What would happen to the world economy, if just 10% of us brought the banking function back into our personal lives instead yeah. of outsourcing it to some other banker. Yeah. You well, know, and, would, and, would be different?
0: and you and, and controlled that and understood it, you know, it it makes you make a, a different decision. I mean, I I just think about, you know, just recently, once again, I I can buy any vehicle i wanted with cash mm-hmm. um but you know i i made the decision to buy a new vehicle or actually a used vehicle right um you know that was new to me it wasn't a lot of miles on it but i also knew the the actual price that i was paying for that vehicle which yep. already was inflated like crazy just because of the goofiness that's going on in the in the car industry right now but I knew exactly what price I was paying and I made decisions based on, okay, I'm going to pay this price for this vehicle. You know, what are the maintenance costs going to be for me? All those things. So it, it just made me more aware and, and it has every vehicle I bought. I didn't buy the, the car that I'm like, Hey, I would love to have this car. And then I find out, you know, it's going to cost me five, $6,000 a year in maintenance to keep the mm-hmm. thing running. I bought a car that maintenance is actually not going to be that much if I have any at all per year. It's minimal maintenance. So um, I think just making you start to think about making you more of a an active participant in your process instead of, well, I just go, to you know, I go down and then, you know, I pick the car I want and then we figure out how much I need to pay per month, you know, and, right. and the finance guy just, figures out, well, we can just stretch it to 72 months or 90 months or, you know, a thousand months. Uh, You'll just pay on this this car for the rest of your life. And hopefully it lasts long enough for you to do it. Um, You know, that's, that's been the, the challenge over the last few years is, is that, I mean, I, I remember when I bought my first car ever, I don't think I could get longer than a four year, you know, loan on the car now. I mean, it's, it's not unheard of to have a, a six or seven year In some cases, yeah.
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, it does change your life when you control (laughs) the environment where your money lives. It does change your life. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I have a wonderful client uh, and she's, you know, just absolutely a rock star. She's probably in her uh, upper 60s, early 70s. Uh, When I met her, she had a lot of credit card debt and was really struggling with this. She had bought one or two real estate deals, but wanted to do Mm -hmm. more. So we started several of these policies, these bank on yourself designed whole life policies as a reserve source for her purchasing and paying Mm -hmm. off her credit card debt. So we used the policies to pay off the credit cards and also as a bucket of money for her down payments on all these properties. Hmm. Fast forward to today, I just spoke with her before this meeting. Uh, She's paid off all the credit card debt except for the zero interest card that she wants to keep for no problem. I have no problem with that, right? Uh, She has $4,000 a month of net passive cash flow, plus another seven grand a month from another tool that we set up for an annuity that was set up seven grand a month there. And she's wanting to buy an eighth property with her policies. And she has a goal of using the policies to send or take her entire family on a cruise, worldwide cruise. Now that is a turnaround story for the ages, man. Uh, And I would love to see more people do that. I mean, yeah. that would be, talk about a legacy. You know, we're talking yeah. about multiple generations since it is life insurance. Mm. It'll continue on even past all of us uh, to the yeah. next and the next and the next.
0: Well, and it's it's that generational wealth on top of it that, that, you know, especially if you've trained your your kids to to do the same thing in their lives, you know, don't come to me, you know, yeah, it's fine if you want to come to me for that first piece of this, but you're also going to learn how to do this yourself, and you're gonna you're gonna build the skills and the wealth for yourself yeah. to do this. Oh yeah! On oh, I can't
1: that. I can't wait to charge my kids and grandkids exorbitant interest rates. Yes, uh, I want to be a greedy banker. Why? Well, who does that ultimately benefit? Yeah, benefits yeah. The, me, but then it ultimately benefits them as it's their insurance, it's their inheritance, mm-hmm. and you know if if they uh, if they go to any other bank. They're going to have to go through underwriting. They won't have to do that with me. Mm-hmm. So that I got a I got a captive customer. What do you do to a captive customer? You raise the price on them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so in a loving way, of course, I'm going to show them how banks really work. But more yep. importantly, how banking can work at the family level mm-hmm. in such a way that they get a piece of that someday. Yeah. I want to be able to pass that, not just prepare a bunch of money for the kids. I want mm-hmm. to prepare the kids for the money. Yeah, And I want to teach them those values, those principles, those lessons, so that when we hand over this very, very valuable tool, again, it's just a golf club. We yep. want to give it to a Tiger Woods style person, not, you know, someone like me who yeah. has a hard, harder time with a golf club. Let's just hey, say hey, this. Hey, hey, yeah. Here's what I always
0: tell. I tell my clients when we go play golf. it if you go and play golf with a, with a financial advisor that plays golf too well, they're not watching your money. So well, that's a
1: good point. That's, yeah. my theory. that's a good, yeah. that's a good philosophy. I always just say, Hey, if I could just switch my bowling score, and yeah. my golf score, I'd be great at both. It'd sports. be, it'd be <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about the fast five questions now. Let's do it. All right. So starting off, you wake up in the morning, business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live, you got all the knowledge in your head. What are you going to do first?
1: Time block. Time grab, block. A of, grab a sheet of paper and time block. I think time blocking is the most important skill you can have mm-hmm. um, as a person, but also as a business owner. And what is time blocking? Well, it's just choosing chunks of time to focus on different activity types. Mm-hmm. So like putting a boundary around your email. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that's important. Putting a boundary around your family time so that that's protected. I would say if you could time block, you've about got yourself a successful business right there.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you've at least got a good start for it. Um, what is the biggest business mistake you've ever made?
1: I think the um, the biggest business mistake there was a uh, uh, you know well can we can we go ahead and overlook the fact that I paid the wrong way toward my student loans for the first <laughs> half of all that? Um, but uh, we won't no. call that
0: a business decision. That yeah, was right. That was a personal decision. Okay.
1: Good. I'd say business mistake. Uh, this actually worked out in my favor. Now I've made some, I think some, just figuring out who the right hires are are probably yeah. my true business mistake, trying to figure out who should sit in the right seats on the bus, so to speak, to use that phrase by Jim Collins. Um, but I would also say that, um, yeah, having, having the hiring conversation figured out early on is a big one. But also I, I, I had uh, mistakenly not filled out some form to get leads in my first 18 months in my business. I was going to get leads, talk to the people who want to talk to me. And I just filled out the form wrong and I didn't get any leads for 18 months. And I'm like, well, this, this is kind of not a kind very, of sucks. yeah, it kind <laughs> of sucks. But guess what? I used all that 18 months to go get my own conversations mm-hmm. and did workshops for the small Biz- business administration, did personal workshops, joined networking groups, and just kind of made my own economy there. And I feel mm-hmm. like that was It was a mistake, but it was the best business mistake because it forced me to find my own conversations, be relevant to the marketplace and not just buy leads from some source. Yeah.
0: Well, and a lot of those lead sources are just terrible in most cases, anyhow. And and if you don't know how to make it yourself, you're up a creek. So
1: that's right. That's right.
0: Learning how to eat is always a good thing. That's right. Uh, What is a good book that you would recommend for our audience? Well, I got one right here. Yep. I see Pamela's book there.
1: <laughs> that's uh this is one I'd say everyone should at least know about and have read. Uh, it's The Bank on Yourself Revolution by Pamela Yellen, uh, New York Times bestselling author. Uh, she's a great great person, gotten to know her over the years. but uh, you know if you want to get to your head around this concept of what we've been discussing, that would be kind of the field guide in my opinion. Mm. There's other books out there, of course, as well, uh, but that's a good one. Uh, if you want one more, I've been really enjoying the book uh, The Road Less Stupid. Uh, by Keith Cunningham. <laughs> uh, great book on management and business ownership success.
0: That's awesome. Um, what is a good tool that you use in your business every day? I, I always use the example of an Evernote. Um, mm-hmm. How about you? You know, there's a great tool that I've become
1: mildly obsessed and somewhat addicted to. It's called Text Expander text expander. And Jeff, before we hit record, you were telling me that you were filling out a, a form for a a show you might be going on, I guess. Yeah. It was a long, lengthy, intrusive form. I've been on those two myself. And, and this particular tool, text expander, I saw you writing it down, maybe, I don't know, but uh, yeah. it's a great one, man. Um, you can pre-write something, anything you want to write out could be as short as your phone number. Hmm. Think of how many times you have to fill out your phone number, right? Yeah. Um, Or as long as a complicated financial reply to, you know, a situation that your clients might be having Mm -hmm. or anything that's a a pre-written template, you might say, Uh, just think of how many times you have to redo the same answer to the question that a client Mm -hmm. might be asking you or whatever. So give it some deep thought, give yourself time, answer it well the first time, put it into text expander and you never have to write it again. You just type in three or four, you know, uh, characters on your keyboard and it pre-fills the whole thing out.
0: That's genius. I've somebody else recommended that a long time ago. And I, I remember I didn't take a look at it enough. I think and I I need to take a look at it again.
1: It's about three bucks a month, something like that. So affordable, but it saves me at least eight. It tells me because it shows me a report. It saves me about eight hours every week.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, and and being able to to gain back that time, imagine what you can do with eight hours.
1: That's another workday.
0: It's another work day. It's another freedom engine. It's another something. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, freedom comes in many ways, right? Uh, There's time freedom. There's health freedom. There's Mm -hmm. money freedom.
0: Yep. I call freedom of action too, of of taking actions instead of doing what's expected of you.
1: Oh, that's great. I love it.
0: Uh, What, so onto that, what is your definition of freedom?
1: I like Victor Frankl's quote. Uh, so he says, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, the ability to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way, end quote. I love it. Uh, Victor Frankl. So it's the attitude, it's the choice to Incredible. have an attitude that you control, even amidst whatever your circumstance. So, you know, we might race after Freedom Day and then, God forbid, we die the night before. Yeah, quit our job, right? Mm-hmm. But if we have the ability, or or worse, maybe get disabled. Now we're dependent on someone else for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. So better still to to have a choice on our attitude, regardless of our circumstance. That's my view of freedom.
0: I love it. That's fantastic. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Mark, what's the best way? If
1: folks want to build into this formula of banking on themselves in a specific way, uh, I believe we can help. Uh, You can go to kickstartwithmark.com. That's kickstartwithmark.com. We can see if this tool is a good fit for you amidst the portfolio
0: that Jeff is already preparing for you. Go to kickstartwithmark.com. Love it. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, Great discussion. It was fun and uh, I loved loved having that discussion with you. Um, Good luck with what you're doing. Uh, keep it up. You're you're helping a lot of folks and you know we're all out there trying to do that very thing. So I appreciate you for what you do. And thanks for being on the show today.
1: Well, thanks, Jeff. And everybody take a minute while you're thinking about it and leave Jeff a five-star review. This show is awesome. He does a great job. He's been working hard on it for years and five-star reviews do matter. Uh, and share it with a friend too. I've found that more people find shows, not because you know they were searching on Apple podcasts, but because a friend shared it with them. So share Freedom Day with somebody you care
0: about. They'll thank you for it. That is awesome. Thank you, and you took the words right out of my mouth, uh, folks. We sh- we uh, publish the show every two or every Tuesday and every Thursday. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the channel. And for those of you that are watching, it's right down below. Mark over here, hit that button. Uh, a couple things coming up. Uh, we are launching the Freedom Nation YouTube channel where we're going to have some of these freedom stories just like Mark's uh, to share. And also, we are about three weeks out from the launch of the Freedom Day book. So keep your ears out for that. We will be having a special offer for people that are part of the Freedom Nation podcast and be part of Freedom Nation, period. So thanks a lot. And we will see you guys back here the next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast